We're getting there. These alerts off. We are good. We are good to go. It's Triumph Tuesday. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol Swift, aka Naughty Boss, live on this Triumph Tuesday with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0 <coughs> with a chirping bird. Um, boy i can't wait to move my office downstairs really looking forward to that um you know looking at different things i may need um really don't need too much obviously and i'm very excited about that so obviously today's conversation triumph tuesday things that we triumph over maybe it was just something as simple as making your bed folding that load of laundry that's been in your dryer for a few days now. I'm guilty of that every now and then. Whatever it is for you. <clears throat> and the whole point about celebrating these triumphs is not to, oh my God, well, I didn't get to this, so I can't triumph over that. It's not about that. It's about, were you faced with a challenge? Did you complete a task that maybe has been on your to-do list that oh my gosh, you were finally able to set aside some time to do it. So many different things that you can triumph over. Little, big, small, you know, whatever it may be, those are triumphs. So I, I would love to share with everyone, <coughs> excuse me, um, I am doing, now normally I, I, I wouldn't do this. Um, I do, uh, you know, Facebook challenges and there's some things that I'm, you know, researching, on um, how to implement in the two sisters business as well as my own business, which um, <coughs> doing a challenge takes me out of my comfort zone. So I'm actually doing three. Uh, one is uh, manifesting law of traction, which I know about, but learning different strategies. Um, so that's really important. Um, a YouTube, um, challenge and how to plan and discover and come up with your digital project uh product so those are some things that i am triumphing over uh carol sue what's on your list oh i've got a ton of things going on that i i'm also working on i'm obviously in i'm a contestant with the ultimate thriver contest and which has really been a challenge to try to triumph over when you're not feeling well when you're in some sort of transformation challenge and it's a 12-week challenge so it's an ongoing process i'm in uh, my second set of four weeks but i was excited because kind of like uh, I'm, I'm i'm doing the, uh, the what i'm triumphing over at the same time what's trending so i found these new ankle weights now normally i i do have ankle weights i have two pairs one that's uh one and a half pounds each around the ankle and then i have another one i think that's 2.5 pounds um uh, 1.5 yeah 1.5 to equal three and then 2.5 to equal five that's what it is but i found a pair where there's inserts that you can add or subtract weight and of course it's you know one of these kind of things that i was actually going to talk about for what's trending thursday because they're very much trending but because i haven't been feeling my best i said i've got to find other ways to get movement in 
that is still really pushing me at the same time, respecting my body, my stamina, where I'm at, <coughs> coughing fits and all of that. So they actually came in yesterday. And when I put them on at full weight, just to feel what they would feel like, you would thought, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. Um, it was with this amazing actor, um, Kudik Jr. Um, and he was a he was a sailor and he wanted to be a special diver or whatever. And they had to wear, I think Robert De Niro was in it, and he had to wear the heavy, heavy metal suit to be a diver. And you had to, in order to pass, you had to keep this suit on for a certain amount of time. And it was heavy metal and walk because you're walking with like this metal and the steel. And he do, do, do. And the movie was exciting. I can't think of the can't think of the name of the movie. I'll have to look it up. But anywho, so I put these weights on. And I felt like I was playing the part of because I could barely move my ankles. <clears throat> so I thought to myself, okay, that's not going to work. I have to adjust it. And this is what I liked about it because I wanted to increase the weight that I would walk with or do some, some exercises, some reps with but I wanted to move past what I'd already been doing and there was no weight in between. So what I did is I removed two of the, and they're inserts and it almost looks like little thin bean bags and they go into the inserts of the ankle band. So I moved two from each, still had some difficulties, but I said, you know, let me do it for an hour. So I was making dinner and as I was making dinner, so you can, you can, uh, Multitask. So for, for our viewers that are listening that can't see us, uh, I was actually putting my hands on the counter and, you know, I would raise my leg. Uh, I would do, um, you know, belly leg and, and do like kind of like a, a back leg pull where it's kind of giving your butt and your, your, your glutes and your, your back of your thighs some, some good movement. And then I would do some side, then uh, some side leg movements repetition uh, that I would sit on the couch and I would go forward. So again, I was getting some movement, trying to push myself, but I was able to kind of find a happy medium with the weight. So I love the fact that you can adjust them. So say if you want to wear them where you're power walking, you could adjust it accordingly to give you a little extra oomph, but not impede, you know, maybe the speed or the power that you want to walk with. Then when you really want to work, you know, your leg muscles, or your glutes, uh, you can increase or decrease depending on what type of exercise that you're doing. So, you know, I triumphed over that because I was, I thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in between these weight sizes. One gives me enough to maybe go out and walk with. And then one maybe might be too much. I need something in between and then to gradually keep changing. So this provided that. And I never knew that they had that. So yes, while I had to pivot uh, and, you know, kind of re renavigate what I was doing. I triumphed over that finding something that was going to assist me. That's awesome. And yeah, I, I, can't so. wait to get, I was pretty excited about it. Yeah, I can't wait to check that out. You know, that definitely would be uh, something that, um, you know, a trending Thursday uh, kind of topic, but, you know, think about for that for a moment, you, you see this product, you researched it, um, and you're trying it out. And I think it's, you know, 
you know, I'm thinking of all the different types of exercises that you can do with that. Um, back lunges. And then when you're bringing yes. your forward, kicking your leg out, I mean, absolutely. And you can also use them on your, your arms again, mm -hmm. to get some, you know, maybe even if like somebody doesn't have boxing gloves, because you love to box, mm -hmm. uh, you can put them around your wrist. Now, obviously my wrist, you know, are probably maybe too small for them, but there's, there is Velcro. So I might be able to finagle it because again, I use the uh, ankle weights on my wrist sometimes too, but I'm at that point where, you know, it's, it's light and I could go up a little bit, but the next ones up are, are too much. So I want something in between. And, you know, again, it didn't discourage me. And, and the triumph piece comes to, because you know what, it would have been just as easy for me to say, well, if the weights that you're currently using aren't doing it for you, just, just don't do it. And I'm like, no, I, ha I still got to get movement in. I've got to find that I can't do a full fledged, you know, hour of workout, but I'm trying to do more compact um, routines to a certain degree, but also keep in mind of where my stamina is. And that's, you have to try them over that. It's a happy balance. It doesn't always, you get discouraged because, you know, you might, I might get a little bit more winded than normal. Um, but I try to do them in segments. So, you know, yesterday was really just triumphing over how to learn uh, how to walk with them because it almost felt like when I, when I was full fledged with all the weights, like I was literally walking on Mars or, or, you know, with these heavy metal things and it's not metal, obviously it's, it's, it's a wrap. That's like I said, they're like little, and I'll show them on, on Thursday for like what's trending Thursday. It's like little bean bags and they and they have inserts where they go into the whole wrap. So it is pretty cool, but I triumphed over that. So I felt good that I didn't give up on myself and say, ah, just make dinner because I try to do my movement when I'm already standing up doing things. You know, you've got to find ways to navigate how to triumph over. Well, I can't do it this way. So I've got to figure out and navigate another way to do it. So that is what I've been working on. So I'm pretty, pretty pumped, pretty excited. I feel, feel better about it that I'm not, you know, because now I'm in obviously uh, week officially in week two of the second four weeks and when you get derailed and this is where you know the whole triumph mindset comes in because that's why our Monday mindset helps us with triumphing over getting through these things is when you're in a, any kind of challenge whether it's an online challenge or you know manifesting challenge or journaling challenge reading challenge fitness challenge health whatever it may be um you have to find ways to not quit right that's the huge thing don't quit continue where you're at but you just maybe have to pivot a little bit in order to get it done yeah and you know speaking of of pivots you know i mean i think this the last few years have been a big lesson in pivots. Um, <laughs> and now I want to bring something up. It's really something about something, nothing about nothing. Mm -hmm. But you had done a post yesterday and I couldn't find it to go back to, but it was something about February um, 7th. So out of curiosity this morning, <laughs> I looked up that day in history. Oh, I, yes, love history. You. I love history, by the way. So the only thing that I could think of, which I think is huge, everybody knows who they are. Well, pretty much everybody. 
on February 7th, 1964, the Beatles first came to the United States. Yes, I, I actually posted about that because I remember, you were probably too young to quite remember it, but I remember uh, mommy and dad, we had the television on, we watched Ed Sullivan, and you know, I, I, I remember it so vividly, and I was eight years old at the time when they came to the United States, and I remember just, you know, New York was going like the, the girls, the screaming, the fainting, um, and it was so cool to watch. Well, no, you were actually six years old. Because no, it, it was in 1958 they came. I mean, 1964. 1964, yeah. correct. I was six then. No, they were yeah, here. I, thought, I thought they were here in 66. I no, can't remember. Not, it says 64, because I'm like, wait a minute. Right. Well, so I was six. It doesn't matter whether I was six or eight. I don't remember how old I was. I was young, but I, I distinctly remember it. I remember um sitting there and of course back then families only had one tv they didn't have the thousands of tvs that we do now like tv in every room right so we had the one tv with the rabbit ears uh black and white tv and we sat in our living room and you know i remember mommy was pretty excited daddy thought it was bizarre because he you know sees, sees all these these girls fainting why would you be fainting and i remember mommy saying um Kind of, it kind of was almost like an Elvis, Elvis, <clears throat> excuse me, Elvis Presley moment because a lot of girls, you know, you know, it's that kind of same analogy where, you know, hmm. and then of course the Beatles lead into, you know, the Beach Boys and all these other different uh, groups and, um, but, and their hairdo. I thought, I remember them distinctly. I don't remember what they kept talking about. I think daddy said it looked like a mop. Because remember, they had the, the well, yeah. back then they weren't quite as long as they eventually got, but they wore their hairstyles a little bit differently. And daddy thought it, it was too long. And even though it really wasn't that long, he thought it was too long. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I, you know, Ed Sullivan's show, I, I as I obviously, you know, I got a little bit older and being a little girl, um, I don't know who it was, but. I remember um, daddy says something about whoever the entertainer that was on, get a haircut, get a job. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it is so funny how we, we look back to those pivotal moments of time and then incorporate, you know, you know, what our parents' vision of or their opinions were regarding you know that entertainer or whatever and compare it to today it's kind of funny yeah so while we're talking about history you know and i may have said this before but you know i absolutely love history <laughs> excuse me obviously when i was going to school i hated it i'm just being real here so this day in history in 1978 new england was blasted with a these a very severe blizzard um connecticut was buried in fact what i do recall from that that was the first time that we actually use the fireplace in in the house in cromwell the white beautiful fireplace remember that yes yes that was uh you know i mean i i mean both of our homes we were blessed with beautiful fireplaces the one in on elizabeth street in hartford um i remember one of the favorite things before they had them, uh, which of course now you can just buy them, 
we would roll up the newspaper and make paper logs to help. And that was a kindling. So in other words, dad didn't go out and get kindling. Um, he got the, with the fireplace in um, uh, Hartford, we would roll, roll the paper up and make like little, almost like little paper logs. And he would use that as kindling to start the fire. And then obviously once we were in Cromwell, by then they had all the Duraflame and all that stuff like that. So, you know, it was much easier to start the fire, but you know, nothing like a cozy fire with the family around playing, you know, a game or a holiday or, you know, just even chatting. Cause you know, again, uh, our parents did not have a TV in the living room. I don't think they ever had one in the living room. It's always in the family room, but I mean, in our house in Hartford, our family slash slash living room, uh, was one room and that's where the TV was. Um, but it, it is funny just to think about even that piece to it, that back then most house, households only had one TV. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, how many TVs are in this house? Uh, well, we have four up and running with the uh, Amazon stick, but you know, that's a lot of TVs for two people when you really think about it. Um, but it's nice because if I'm working and Gary wants to watch something like, you know, go on the other side of the house. And now, like I said, I just can't wait to get downstairs. Oh, here's another interesting fact. And this really has nothing to do about nothing. So you know how there is, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, chalk paint. So in other yes. words, you can paint the, your, um, a wall or whatever. And obviously let it dry and then it's like a chalkboard or they have a whiteboard. So it got me to thinking of where I'm putting my desk downstairs in my old bedroom because it's, it's a big room. And I thought, oh, just out of curiosity, I wonder if they have green paint. They do have green paint, not that I would do that, but I thought that that was quite interesting. Never would I have imagined. No, I know. I would say you're referring to green paint because of keeping that solid color. Green is the color that you use for any kind of technology and whatnot and, and uh, you know, backgrounds or whatnot. I don't know why it's green, but yeah, they, they, they call it the green room. I don't know what it is about that color that makes whatever background more clear, but it does. It's kind of weird. Yeah, so that, that's... Um... That's something that we should probably look into. John, now I'm very curious. Of course, I'm, I will probably uh, look that up for sure. Um, do you have something about something or nothing about nothing? <laughs> Let's see if I get something about something and nothing about nothing. Um, yeah, you know, it was funny last night I was talking to Tina, our daughter, and <clears throat> so I was in the, in the um, my, our bedroom and John was watching a movie and he comes in you know and he likes to play doctor every now and then he said you know you're cough you really need to go to the doctors and i said what is the doctor going to tell me and he, he 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 just stares at me with this blank look and i said exactly and then i walked away <laughs> and he's like like this puzzled look i said that's the point they're not going to tell me anything they're gonna you know are you you know uh i don't have a temperature I don't really have any uh, chest congestion. It's because I've got post-nasal drip and I am taking antihistamine, which does help for when I cough. And then, and then he comes back a few minutes later. 
just don't talk. <laughs> well, you know, that's so funny because, uh, you know, with, for instance, going to the eye doctor, um, you know, when I was traveling to, when I was working and traveling to Milford, to the Glastonbury office, to the Avon office, <laughs> I noticed like, especially with driving at night, the glare, the lights, you know, everything going every which way. So add into that maybe rain or snow. It was very difficult. That's why I don't drive at um, night anymore. You know, every now and then I may, if I really have to, <coughs> excuse me. But, you, and I went into the doctor, had my eye exam, you know, oh, you have any questions? I said, yeah, by the way. And I explained to him, you know, what was happening. And he said, well, you know, that happens with age. I said, well, what do I do about it? He says, don't drive at night. Thank you for that educated. <laughs> well, you know, he's right. But I looked at him. I'm like, really? Right. Was, was there anything medically you can do? And I, I, I don't notice it at all. Maybe with rain, definitely would never notice it with snow uh, because snow is, you know, it's not wet in the sense of that reflects, uh, you know, any, any issues for me, but definitely rain will, will, will bother. And I, if I, and, and, and the key piece is if I'm on familiar roads, it's not an issue. If I'm on unfamiliar roads, um, that's when it becomes an issue. So you're right. You just kind of play by ear. And if it's, you know, and if it's just a, like a spray or whatever, I'll still drive in it. But if it's like a downpour, uh, where, you know, it might impede, uh, especially like in Florida, when it really downpours, you can hide your plane pretty quickly if you're not really paying attention to how much rain is coming down at any given time. So in those kinds of cases, no, I'll, I'll uh, decide to opt out because um, I like even during the day, I don't like driving in the rain. Rain is just give me I would rather have two feet of snow, which a lot sounds pretty bizarre to people. But for me, you get more traction. Um, even if you're sliding, I feel like I've got more control than I do like if I was hydroplaning. So I don't know. I, I've never had a, uh, and I actually would always think that it was a challenge to drive in the middle of a snowstorm. And I've done it several times. Um, and it can be, like I said, it could be a little hairy, a little scary, but uh, I kind of like that challenge. Would not like that challenge if it was rain. Something about the rain, because like you said, the reflection, it's easier to see the different reflections. And it's not just your own headlights or the other car headlights, it's street lights, um, especially, or uh, if it's uh, like a stretch of road that has no lights, then, then I'm finding myself, oh, get closer to the car in front of me. So at least they got a pathway to go through because you, you know, it, it just makes it very glaring because you don't really know where you're going or then depending on what type of lights they are um you've got shopping plazas you have just all these different reflections of different lights so you know it is part of you know age and um there actually is specific vitamins that you could take for your eyes um and you can buy them at your local pharmacy or walmart or whatever um so i do take some of those and it just it strengthens the muscles strengthens the eye um because that has a lot to do with it let's face it when you age you know your skin your textures everything starts to change your elasticity changes well guess what the muscles in your eyes are going to change as well so um you know make sure that you're getting your eyes examined once a year and you know i had to finally break down and you know get glasses and I wore them when I was younger. I don't know why I stopped, but I did. But the bottom line is, 
Um, I only take them off maybe about 30 minutes a day, if that, um, because I really see the, the definite difference uh, wearing them versus not wearing them. And, you know, sometimes people, you just have to say, yeah, suck it up, buttercup, because you know what? I've got to find ways to navigate and triumph through whatever I'm going through in order to be my best version of myself, fully intact. So if you got to wear glasses, you got to wear glasses. Now, a lot of people say, because you hate glasses, why don't you get contacts? Could not even, even remotely consider putting anything in my eyeball. Like that, like I have a hard time just getting a drop and never mind trying to get it contacted. That would be a very stressful situation. And I'm in, all about removing stress from my life, not adding more to it. So I would not be a good candidate because I just, I can't even get drops in my eyeballs. So that's not happening. Well, I've definitely uh, worn contacts in the past and got very used to them. Um, but what I was finding as, because every couple of years, my eyesight has been changing that wearing the contacts, um, because I can't see far, you take my glasses off and everything's a blur. Um, so when I'm wearing my contacts and I'm doing very close work, I have to wear cheaters. So I'm like, what's the, you know, why am I spending all this money for contacts? Right. You know, I, I would love to get them again. You know, you, you, you go out, you know, you really want, do I think glasses take away from the face? Mm, I guess so, you know, here and there, I guess it de really depends, but, um, you know, I'm okay with it. Well, you know, the, the one thing that pees me off about the glasses, I'm not kidding. I've got like 50 pairs of sunglasses, you know, all colored ones, cool looking ones. What do I do with those? Well, I'll tell you what <laughs> these I are, These are transitioning. So they do naturally turn into a sunglass, but I think because I, I do like wearing big sunglasses, I think that's going to be my next purchase is I'm going to get a prescription sun sunglasses even though these do these do transition and the other piece to it is a lot of regular lenses now i find because i've got a smaller face that i can wear bigger sunglasses but regular glasses look you can't wear them big you would look well actually you did wear them big when <laughs> some years back yes i did shoddy <laughs> i'm thinking of that picture in my head now i'm, I'm cracking up so uh just so our vis our viewers <laughs> Janice wore these big, like I want to say um, aviator, but they were even bigger than an aviator and they covered half of her face. Um, um, that's, that's what was in style back then. And, well, and she, was. you weren't the only one doing that, but that vision came in my head. So I started to crack up. But anywho, so with sunglasses, you can tend to wear a bigger sunglass, uh, sunglass because they just, you know, fashion, whatever it may be, they just, they look fine. But a regular uh prescription glasses clear you know even though they transition you can't because you look like a, a meatball so i i do want to get a pair but i felt back as i i love buying that you know sunglasses they're just funky ones so occasionally i'll still wear them at the beach i'm a little blinded but you know you know i i i, I do wear them just to change things up a little bit and also um i remember um, because I went from like zero to a hundred, you know, with these glasses, one eyeball is like, was really funky. So it's, you know, definitely two different lenses. So I remember when I first was adjusting to them and we have a good friend that is an optometrist and, and she said, do not take them off. 
She's contrary to what your optometrist said. I don't believe in taking them off, especially because you're going from basically zero to 100. And I said, well, what do you mean wear them to bed? She said, yes, wear them to bed. So when you first wake up or if maybe if you have to get up during the night or whatever, you automatically have them on to kind of adjust, um, you know, to adjust to them. So I did probably the first 40 days of my glasses, I wore them to bed. In addition, I slept in them. Um, so, so now, and it's funny because obviously I don't, it's, it's, it's been, uh, you know, a year and a half, um, you know, I'll take them off at night and even I'll, you know, maybe watch TV for a few minutes. And then because it's just so different from my eye vision, I'm like, oh, forget it. Let's turn the TV off and go to bed. Well, you know what I do with all of those extra sunglasses? I, you know, when I'm in the car, I just wear them. I wear them over these. Oh, that's an idea. I could wear them over there. That's a good idea. I didn't, didn't think about that. I could be a double glass wearer. And if I'm in the car, who cares? Right. Gary said something to me once. I'm like, who cares? Like, I'm right. driving, like, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm using them and it's cutting down on the glare. So if you think I look like a dork, then I look like a dork. I really care. <laughs> right. Right. Double glasses. Double glasses. Hey. Whatever it works, you got to try it. You got to figure out things that, and make sure things are adaptable to what you're comfortable doing and nothing wrong with that. That's the whole point of Triumph Tuesday is you, sometimes we got to re-navigate, renegotiate, derail, pivot. It's all good. The point being that you triumphed over it and you pat yourself on the back because that's another thing that you're going to celebrate on Fantabulous Friday. So these are all good things. Absolutely. And on that note, tomorrow we will be on at 9 a.m. We have a guest on. Um, I'm really excited about her coming on. Her name is Andrea. And <laughs> excuse me. And we'll be chatting, obviously, a lot with her on what she does. And what are you going to triumph over today? Go to our website and leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. And that um, email, I mean, the website address is www.twosistas.online. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and I am with two sisters. And this is Carol, so aka Nani Boss, ready to get some movement on, figuring out, hmm, what else will I be trying over today? Uh, you know, whatever it is, know that you have the ability to do it. You just got to pivot. Just got to navigate. You got to just kind of change things up. And there's nothing wrong with that. Add it. Make sure you note it down because it is something. It's a win. It's something that you can celebrate on Fantabulous Friday. With that, we'll see you tomorrow with our guest speaker, as Jan said, for Wealth Wellness Wednesday. Everyone have a great day. Take care. Bye, everyone.